0: Hello, NRL fans. Welcome back to the NRL Rewind Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky. Welcome to another team preview off-season pod. I've got Nom with you, mate. Nom, how are you, mate?
1: Very well, mate. I know we say it every season, but we look at the Roosters sort of uh, sort of team sheet and we think, geez, what a team.
0: It's, it's hard, right? Last year, I was all in the bandwagon. I had them to win the Premiership. This year, I feel like I had to tone it down a slight touch. Because, like you said, on paper, it's easily probably the second-best team in the comp. But right now, I've got them as the fifth-best team. I've got them finishing in fifth at the moment. Let's go through their team nom. So going through the predicted 17, James Desco, the champion fullback at number one, Daniel Tupo, Joseph Suwali'i on the wings, Joey Manu and Billy Smith in the centers, Luke Keary, Sam Walker in the halves, a front row of Jerry Warrior, Hargreaves, Lindsay Collins, and Brandon Smith at nine, the new hooker. A back row of Angus Crichton, Satili Tupanua, Victor Radley. And on the bench, Drew Hutchison, Connor Watson, Nat Butcher, and Torrell May. So a couple of things to mention on this team. There is quite a few changes that will be there for round one. So Satili Tupanua is out with a long-term injury. So it'll probably be Nat Butcher in that starting second row spot with someone like a Fletcher Becker coming onto the bench. And the only reason I haven't got Matt Lodge in this team is I think he's still trading and trialling with them, but the contract isn't lodged yet with the NRL. I think they were waiting for the NRL PA to finish their things, which they have now done. So by the time you listen to this, Matt Lodge may be in this team and it will probably be either starting with Hargreaves on the bench or on the bench there. So where do we start but the champion fullback? No, let's start with James Tedesco. I've got him as the undisputed second best player in the comp this year. From a super coach perspective, I have got him as the second best as well in front of Nico Hines this year, who does lose his duel. So let's start there. Is James Sesco the best fullback for super coaches this year? He's probably one of the safer top
1: sort of tier fullbacks. You know, these are your sort of Ferraris of Super Coach, right? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of sort of questions around fullbacks with the likes of you know like, so, yeah, Papi with Turbo. So I think out of those, and you know, even Luttrell to an extent, but I think James Desco, he, if I was playing it the same, I'd reckon he would be my top one, yes.
0: I think it goes hand-in-hand, hand, right? If everyone thinks that the, the, the Roos is going to go really, really well this year, you know James Desco is going to go really, really well this year. It just has to go hand-in-hand. Hand. There's no way that they have a great season and challenge for the title if he's not one of the best players in the comp. So that's why I think you just have to... And like I said, I've got him finishing in fifth right now. It's a very tight top four I've got. But I just think that all the talk about, you know, Turbo a couple of years ago, Pappy a couple of years ago, you know, Latrell Mitchell last year, and there's all the talk about him challenging for the Dalium this year. A guy like James Desco in the stage of his career has to listen to that and go, I've got one more legacy season in me. And I think this might be the one. So I'm very, very high on Tedesco. Let's move into the back line. Star studded, the two and the five, Tupu and Swali, two aerial threats, two guys that can cut car the ball out. You know, we spoke in our night's preview about having some good guys in Marzu and Dom Young. It's probably the Wish.com version of this one, right? This is this is what you really want in terms of two meter eating uh wingers coming out of your own end. Oh, wish.com, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> no, in the in the nicest way possible. You know, I think that <gasps> Marzu and Young are gonna have a great season, but Where they are in their stages of their careers, you've got Tupu, who's already, you know, legacy-wise, he's set one of the best in the Roosters history. And you've got young Joseph, who, you know, probably my second favorite player in the comp right now. I can't get enough of this guy, and I promise you, Nom, on our draft night, I'll be calling out his name in my team. <laughs> Sounds like you'll need a cold shower after this one after <laughs> talking about Su Ali. Joey Joe Manu, obviously undisputed center. Um, uh, I think very highly drafted this year. I think he will be a top two-round pick. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't see him getting out getting into the third round. But this the other center spot is still open. I have got Billy Smith only because Trent Robertson really, really wants to make Billy Smith work, but it's probably gonna be either Paul Momorovsky or Jackson Polo. Out of those three guys, which one are you most keen on there?
1: Yeah, it's a sort of sort of uh a lo- uh, sort of uh, how do I put it? This this sort of center role for the roosters, you know, ever since um uh Josh Morris left, it's sort of been up in the air. Um yeah, to be honest, I I don't really have an opinion. That just because I don't think i will be touching this, this sort of uh, position in Super Coach at the very least. You know, Paul Mor- Morosky, uh Billy Smith. You know, you've seen, I've seen sort of some, um, some good games, but just not enough consistency for me to want to go anywhere near this position.
0: It's definitely one where you won't want to draft him anywhere near, you know, a single-digit round. I think, you know, someone like a Paul Mawarowski, I could see someone in our league talking themselves in and spending like an eighth-round pick on it, but to me, like you said, still clear of that second-centre spot. Really wait to see who solidifies himself in that spot, and then you can potentially go for a trade there. The halves, you know, they're still there. Luke Keery, Sam Walker. I've seen a lot of Sam Walker hype this year. I'm high on him as well, but... There are people saying that this is his team now. When you still got Tedesco and Kyrie in this team, I can promise you it's not Sam Walker's team just yet. He's just re signed, but I still think there's going to be like all the fate on Luke Kyrie right now. He was in our league. I think every year we've done this, he's been at least a top three round pick. This is the year you might see a slide in Luke Kyrie. And if he's there, you know, around five, six, seven, I don't think he will be, but if he is, that could be some value there.
1: Yeah, will be value. Um, yeah, Luke Curry, it's gonna be interesting. I guess what sort of role will it be? You know, um, is he gonna be more of a distributor role or will he sort of be the one sort of finishing the plays or because I, I personally think Sam Walker would be more, more likely the one at plays where Luke Curry is sort of he's been around for so long. He's like thirty pushing thirty Almost probably mid thirties by this rate, um, he might just be sort of your more Adam Reynolds sort of you distributing, whereas it doesn't necessarily translate to super coach points.
0: I think you just got to balance it right. Do you want to take Sam Walker in the first or second round, or do you want to take Luke Carey in the fifth, sixth, seventh? I guess that that's that's the way that the super coaches in from a draft league need to do. I think from a from a classic, you're probably not going to touch Luke Carey, but Sam Walker I think is very high. The one thing they have done this year is they've really taken away a lot of the jewels in the halves. Uh, so unfortunately you you've got to pick one in six or one in seven, unfortunately this year. So um, it's going to be interesting to see, but the next guy on the list here is the number nine, the new man, Brandon Smith, the cheese. How do you think he's going to go? Nom? this is for me, you know, he could be the second best hooker in the game potentially, or I've got him currently ranked as the eighth best hooker from Supercoach. So where do you see it falling?
1: Well, he's in his sort of favourite position, isn't he? Um, where do you see the cheese? I mean, he's got a massive ceiling and, you know, in this sort of rooster system, but at the same time, he's a bit of a wild card and you never know how these players going to a different team will turn out. Um... Brandon Smith I'm... I'll give
0: you I'll give you the the backup options because a lot of people think he's going to play 80 minutes here but you've yeah, got definitely. Drew Hutchison, you've got Connor Watson and you've got Jake Turpin you've got three genuine guys that you can put in there and play 20 30 minutes if you need to uh,
1: he's definitely not an 80 minute hooker because we saw that in the World Cup you know he was absolutely gassed he's sort of that sort of impact you, you know at best 55 60 minute hooker role, but he can get a lot done in those sort of 16 minutes there.
0: Um, but did he get a lot done because we saw him playing a bit of lock in the last couple of seasons, yeah. and there was a lot of forward minutes and hit-ups and tackle breaks, whereas now, you know, if Luke Keery and Sam Walker wants the ball, they, and James yeah, Tedesco wants exactly. the ball, they're going to get the ball.
1: Yeah, look, that, that's a good point. And, you know, he's in a different system here where he's not going to have the sort of free roam that he'll get in the middle. So, um, yeah, he probably does sort of slide down a bit. You know, namesake, you know, he might get drafted quite high in that, in that sort of um, round three, round four. But, you know, for me personally, Arthur, you, you did mention a good point there. He probably does slide down a bit for me.
0: It's an interesting one because for me, you know, he's someone I can see easily round three being drafted in our league. you know, once those first four premier hooker goes, I think he could be the next one. Um, so it'll be fascinating to watch, but then we go to the forwards because, you know, traditionally the, the besides Angus cried and there hasn't been really anyone that you want to take early on or, you know, waste a, a high draft pick on, or, you know, it's more of a classic game, but there's a couple of guys I'll mention here. I think Nat Butcher, I've seen a lot of preseason hype on Nat Butcher. He's going to get that starting second row spot. And you know what? He may not give it up. I like Satilli Tupanua, but could he turn into a bench player? Because what Nat Butcher has consistently done in the last couple of seasons, coming off the bench and playing, you know, when they need to play in terms of origin players or injuries, he's a beast. And he's really, really good. He's sound defensively in attack. He can get over the try line. He's a noted try scorer. So, I think that butcher is someone I definitely want to target this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, we saw him sort of start uh last year and he got like about 50 tries in across two games for for, for a uh, stretch there. Um he's gonna be really good. You know, he's probably gonna be pushing that sort of you know sixty semi average, almost, you know, just a touch behind Angus Cryden, I reckon, in terms of those uh, second row.
0: Yeah, I think Nat Butcher and Angus Crichton, it's a very nice partnership to have. If you can bundle both of them together, I think Angus will again be a top five second or option. Victor Adlinom, he's lost his hooker so who's only a 2RF uh, for super coach. He's someone who's traditionally always been overvalued in our league. You know, anyone who has him thinks that you plug that rooster's attacking system in and there's instantly going to shit out points, but hasn't happened recently. Do you think this is the year, you know, he had a very nice World Cup campaign with England, you know he's coming in fit, healthy. There's no talk about you know swing tackles or head highs or the way he tackle his tackling technique. Is this year we get a, a vintage? You know he joins Cam Murray in that kind of upper echelon of tour f locks, or do we see him kind of still around that fifty mark? On a good week he'll go good. On a bad week he'll get you a thirty.
1: Yeah, Victor Radley, he's another one of those players for me, sort of like Luke Curie, where always seems to be one pass away from where the action is. Yeah. And yeah, Victor Radley, you know, he's great in real life, but you know, whether that sort of just middle ball distributing role um translates to supercoach, yeah, I don't I don't think so. I mean, you got Cam Murray, obviously, because he's got the sort of quick player balls and he sort of, you know, can rush to the line, whereas Victor Radley, he's more of that Distributor passer, which, yeah, I, I hadn't seen. You know, we, we've seen it a while back, but, yeah, just in the last few seasons, I just haven't seen it to give me confidence that this would be the other season.
0: It's very funny you mention it because I think, especially last year, it was the one thing we noticed watching the footy games. Like, I was with Dave or whoever I was with, and, you know, that lock who passes way before the line, and it's not, it's an, it's not an assist pass. It's an assist to the assist to the assist. And I think in terms of your thing of a great NRL player who doesn't transition to supercoach. You've probably got the two best ones here in Luke Keary and Victor Adley, guys that are two passes away from where the try scored, so they don't get a contribution, they don't get an assist, but they're the ones who actually set up the play by a really nice sweep play or running to the line and creating that space. So, look, I think both of those guys, if they fall low enough, I'll definitely be happy to take a punt on. Um, Classic won't be touching either of them. Um, but again, if this is the year that, you know, all of a sudden, those jogging down the line and passing out the back, if they turn into hard runs and he breaks a couple of lines and stuff, I'll, I'll jump on it. But for now, I'll definitely stay away. Yeah, 100%. Though. The last thing before we move on to the, the guns and the avoids, the one thing that does worry me, and why I didn't go too high on this team, I think 5th is a pretty good finish, but their depth is... For a Roosters team, it's quite concerning. You look at players 18 to 23. So Matt Lodge, Paul Morowski, Jackson Polo, Egan Butcher, Fletcher Baker, Jake Turpin. It's really, there's a couple of other young forwards wide in there as well, but it's, it's, you know, you lose a couple of players early in the season. You know, you look at this team, right? we are already going to take out Tupano because he's already hurt? Billy Smith potentially will get hurt on his previous track record. You got someone like Hargreaves who was very, you know, up there in age. That's already three guys you're taking out of that extra six players, and it's low. So if this does get to a point where, I think a couple of seasons ago, they did get to a very similar point where they had to blood a lot of young players, that could be their only downfall because the coach is great, the captain's great, the halves are great. Everything's great in this team, don't get me wrong, but this is a one team I would worry about injuries with this team. That's
1: right. Um, and I guess, you know, with their track record, they do seem, always seem to have, you know, touch foot. They always seem to have a few season ending injuries in this team. So, uh, yeah, one to watch.
0: All right, let's go straight to the guns. Which three guns do we point at, want to point out here? I think it's pretty self-explanatory. There is three that stand above the rest. I think James Tedesco, the champion fullback, Angus Crichton, the champion second rower, and uh, Joey Manu, the champion center. You could throw Sam Walker in there as well. Uh, but I think they're the unquestioned three. Is there any um, qualms you have about that or anyone else you would like to chuck in there?
1: Yeah, look, I think those are the top three, but, you know, the others that I do see going very highly are the non-wish uh, <laughs> winger combination in Daniel Tupo and Joseph Suali. So, um, yeah, I think that will be
0: maybe even round
1: three as high ha- as round three now competition.
0: Yeah, I think Sualee for me, I'm gonna have to you're gonna have to burn a top four uh round pick on him. I think there's no way he gets past round four. Uh Tupu, I could see a little bit lower. I could see him maybe round five, round six at a pinch. Um, but again, that name factor there, playing in this Rooster's team, you're gonna to have to go early. But yeah, Tedesco for me, the unquestioned number two, uh best fullback, unquestioned number two overall. I've got Angus as a top five, uh, two RF. And i got Joey Manu as the third best center this year. So they're pretty locked in. Some of the avoids, look, again, it's mainly just because they're not great super coach options. It's Luke Keery. It's Victor Radley. And I will throw a very cautionary Brandon Smith in there, only because, again, we have not seen him play just a genuine, you're an out-and-out out number nine. Uh, I want to see that first before I spend a third-round pick on him because you know, there's going to be no, there's no times where someone's going to come on and he's going to move into that forward rotation, I don't think, because he can't play 80 minutes. He's not like that. He's not like, if you kind of think to the closest other option this could have, you think back to that 2019 season with the Raiders, how they made the grand final and Star- Starling was on the bench, Hodgson was starting hooker, and then Hodgson would move into the lock and play 80 minutes when Starling came on. Cheese can't do that. He's too impactful where he throws his body in the line way too much to last that for 80 minutes for 27 rounds. So I think your best case is, like you said, probably the way they used Harry Grant last year in Melbourne. Fascinating. It's going to be, you know, 65 minutes, 60 minutes, just hooker, get a breather, come back on and finish the game. So I think they're my three that I would probably caution everyone on um, just to go, you know, not an avoid, definitely the values there, take them, but don't go too high because they're probably not going to transition to what you think they're going to do.
1: Yeah, 100%. You know, big sort of names in, you know, Luke Curry Victor Radley, and Brandon Smith, cheese. But, um, yeah, I don't think those will necessarily translate into super coach points.
0: And that will do it on. That's the fifth place side. So they're just outside the top four there. We're about to hit the top four. But, again, a very fascinating side. We always love covering the Roosters. They're that glamour team. They've got so many different names. But it'll be very, very interesting to see how they go this year. Thank you for coming on, mate. Always, always a pleasure. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. We'll hear from you soon. Cheers.